So why do you believe the information that you believe? How did you choose that source? What I see is a crisis of authority. There's a, a reporter in, New, uh, in Ohio. His name is Jack Windsor. And he's been, he's been covering the, uh, the current issues now for a while. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I, I've started following him because he, would, he just wanted to really to verify the data. He wanted to hear what the the state was saying, in his case in Ohio. So he would go to Governor uh, DeWine's press conferences and try to ask questions. And, and then he would look at the data that was being presented. So basically you have the state saying, all right, we're going to do X because of Y. Well, and he would go look at Y. He would go look at the data instead of just saying or, or, or hearing what the governor said. Well, the governor said that the data said this. So we're going to do this because of that. Well, he would go look at the data itself. And I know that's not what a lot of us have been doing. <clears throat> a lot of us have been trusting experts, trusting politicians trusting news organizations we 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 don't go and look at the data and try to find it ourselves we just don't do it and if and if you do sorry i think you're lying i think there's some of you do but it's like headlines i know for a fact that people share stories that they never read because of what the headline says because the headline is presented in a way that either confirms my existing bias and so I'm just going to share it, but I'm not going to ever read the article to see if the headline matches what's in the article or do my own research and try to verify what it is I'm, I'm reading in this, in this article. So basically what Jack Windsor has done <clears throat> has been an important service to all of us because he's, he's not just trusting the governor. He's hearing what the governor says and reporting, well, the governor said this. And then he'll be, it'll be like, well, the governor said this, and then he cited this data. Well, then he went and looked at the data. And if you go look at the data and you don't take what the governor says as absolute gospel, sometimes you find a little different opinion. So he shares this post. It's got uh, three screenshots. And basically what he's asking here is... Um, <clears throat> The CDC has the entire country coded green, as in low, um, what is it here? It's influenza season week 26. So the activity level is green. But yet in Ohio, the whole state is yellow, orange, and red. And he wants to know. And so he goes through some individual numbers for these counties that are that are listed with the number of cases, number of deaths, if any. Um, and, and he, so this I L I N 
net. Uh, it's the U.S. Outpatient Influenza-Like Illness Surveillance Network. Provides data on visits for influenza-like illnesses, ILI, fever greater than 100 degrees, cough and or sore throat, to approximately 2,600 primary care providers, emergency departments, and urgent care centers in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, the District of Columbia, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mild COVID-19 illness presents with symptoms similar to ILI, so ILI-NET is being used to track trends of mild to moderate COVID-19 illness and allows for comparison with prior influenza seasons. Nationwide, during week 26, 1.1% of patient visits reported through ILI-NET were due to ILI. This percentage is well below the national baseline of 2.4%, but is increasing. So, He's basically asking a question because you have one measure of data on one hand, this ILI net, and then you have what the the government or the, the government of Ohio is reporting as uh, public emergency level one, two, three, and four. So <clears throat> what Jack does is he goes in this post. He says, let's look at the numbers yesterday for red counties. Now, red counties are uh, level three public emergency, very high exposure and spread, limit activities as much as possible. Okay, so that's red. That's level three. He says, let's look at the numbers yesterday for your red counties. Those one step away from level four, and level four is only leave home for supplies and services. Numbers as of July 5th to account for a 24-hour reporting lag. Huron County, one case, one hospitalization, zero deaths. Cuyahoga, 46 cases, nine hospitalizations, zero deaths. Tumble County, two cases, zero hospitalizations, zero deaths. Franklin County, which is where Columbus is, 42 cases, two hospitalizations, one death. Montgomery County, two cases, zero hospitalizations, one death. Butler County, two cases, zero hospitalizations, zero deaths. Hamilton, three cases, zero hospitalizations, zero deaths. And he says the, the above counties are on the verge of being shut down with maybe, let's see, there's 88, 90, 92, about 97 cases. Now, we should know by now that cases is a word, you know. Who knows what they're calling a case? We know that in Texas, if you're just if you're just in the vicinity of someone who may or may not have been tested as positive, they'll count you as a case. If they can get your name and say that you have been close to someone, they will count you as a case. Now it's in Texas. I'm not sure that Ohio is doing that, but but we have on the record from from Texas that they're inflating the numbers by as much as ten. 10. So we're getting somewhere here. So just hang on. So Jack, all he does, he goes and looks at the data and he's like, okay, so I have a question. You put these counties in red and here are the numbers from these counties that you're about to shut down. And then there's a comment. And this is what I'm here to talk about. I see this comment from this woman. Her comment is, and I quote, Mr. Windsor, 
On what authority do you speak? Do you have a medical degree or some other form of advanced medical training? Okay, so let's review. Jack is a reporter. It's his job to ask questions. That's his job. It's his literal job. And all he's done here is take data, look at it, compare it to what the state is saying, and asking for clarification. Because I've got data over here from a legitimate source. And, I mean, you're the state. You claim you're legitimate. So here's data from your source. But yet what you're saying is magnitudes more um, panicky, you know, than, than what is being presented. So he just all he's doing is asking the question. And so, Mr. Windsor, on what authority do you speak? Well, that's the key word, isn't it? Authority. See, this is what happens when a few generations of people are brainwashed into believing that the authority of the state is legitimate. If Mike DeWine, if Andrew Cuomo, if Jim Justice of West Virginia, if they were just some random guy that walked up and just had bad ideas, you would ignore them. I mean, you're ignoring all your neighbors. You're ignoring credentialed people that have a different opinion of what's going on. You don't, you don't give a damn what they say. You, you can find epidemiologists, virologists, doctors, scientists that say, uh, we believe this is being exaggerated. We don't believe the lockdowns are necessary. We don't believe wearing a mask is necessary. But those people are not allowed anywhere near a microphone. Why? Why, why, not, why not allow them to speak? What's wrong with that? Shouldn't we have all voices for and against negative and affirmative? But that's not what we have because we have a media that is absolutely corrupt. That includes Fox News, by the way. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, they're all corrupt. They're all um, horribly entangled with corporations, mainly pharmaceutical companies. But yet we allow this authority to be the only ones allowed to speak. And of course, only ones allowed to make decisions, apparently. Oh, but what? He's the governor. Oh. What? So now he's magic and he has, he has special superpowers that the rest of us slaves don't have. Is that, that how that works? I mean, these governors, all of them, all they really did was win a popularity contest that most people don't even participate in. That's who these governors are. And Jim Justice in West Virginia is hysterical because he, he got elected as a Democrat, switched to Republican, and now has won the Republican primary to go for re-election. <laughs> it, 
he won a popularity contest and now he's a mighty king. He's got a fancy title and everything. I mean, that's... Think about that. I mean, before he was a governor, he was just a billionaire, Jim Justice. That, that's all he was. He was just he was just some guy with bad ideas. Oh, but now he's the governor. Now he's got superpowers. He's magic. And he's the only one allowed to talk. Well, not according to the West Virginia Constitution, but you know, hell, fuck that constitution. We don't need that thing. That's outdated. I've said this since the beginning. We either A, live in a constitutional republic with separate but equal branches, separation of powers, checks and balances, or we don't. You can't have it both ways. You can't have a king and a representative democracy. Doesn't work that way. But, but here we are. We've all turned the governors into kings. And look, I know some really thoughtful people, or people that I've always found to be thoughtful and reasonable. Well, uh, you know, well, I, I have an aunt that's dying right now, and she didn't want to wear a mask either. Okay, so we're just going to go straight to she has contracted some sort of illness that's going to kill her. And because she didn't wear a mask and because I'm not going to wear a mask, we're somehow responsible for her death. But yet there's no scientific, none, basis for that argument. None. I mean, this, this lady could have got hit by a bus and still be just as dead or had a car wreck or been in a plane crash or gotten food poisoning. This idea that we live in a sterile environment, uh, we don't. We, we live in a very dangerous environment that is very hostile to the human body. But we're spoiled. I watched a NASCAR race on Sunday where a guy's leading the race with like just a few laps to go and driving into one of the turns, he blew a tire and he hit a concrete wall going about 175 miles an hour. Um, and the guy that was behind him said, ouch on the radio. Is he okay? Because he, he hit a wall going 170 miles an hour. Now they've done a lot to improve the safety of those drivers. Nobody's gotten killed in 20 years, which is, which is awesome. But our bodies were not made to, to experience those kinds of forces. You know, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go take a literal interpretation of the garden of Eden, there were no chemicals in the garden of Eden. There was no hazmat. There, there was no uh, radiation. 
there were no cars. I mean, I think maybe one of the the reasons it's viewed as a, as a paradise was because there was no danger. But we're we're surrounded by danger. I mean, we get in we get in cars and and drive at speeds without even thinking about it that can kill us. You know, and we don't even think twice about it. So when something like this happens and we, we have this false belief that everything around us is safe, but, you know, because the government tells us they're keeping us safe. Oh, they, well, we, we pass laws. We, we've put in place policies. We're, we're, we're keeping you safe, citizen. No, they're not. It's a false sense of security. It doesn't exist. So you're going to have to decide if you're going to legitimize that authority. I don't. Especially now. It was one thing to have a, a little bit of comfort in the idea that there was a constitution that was supposed to uh, rein these in. And, and, and honestly, it really, it, it, in a way, and it sounds crazy, but it's kind of worked on the federal level. I mean, specifically speaking to this issue. But, of course, the feds really haven't had to step in and violate the Constitution because the states have all been busy violating theirs. <laughs> but if, if you're a person that believes in, remember this podcast is called Unbeliever, if you believe in that Constitution, then you probably ought to hold the people accountable that it is meant to restrain. Yet you're not. A, a lot of you are happy that the governor has taken this action. I, I've seen you say, oh, thank you. You know, I mean, which is funny, don't you think, that if you think a mask, for example, is going to help you, that you need the government to tell you to put it on? I mean, I don't really understand that, but I said yesterday, talking with some family, I certainly could put on a mask. There's really no reason I can't it would uh you know it, it would make other people feel better i'm sure you know it would um it wouldn't make me stick out but it eventually came down to the to the fact that i'm gonna have to somebody's got to say no and it might as well be me because when all this started in January, remember January is when this started. And, and because I have responsibilities to my wife and my children and myself and my customers, I, I had to dig into this. I'm like, okay, well, 
wow, they're telling me this is a big problem. So I better, I better dig into the data. Now, of course, I don't trust the state and I don't trust the media. So I don't listen to anything they have to say. I hear it because, you know, people constantly are sharing it. And I have to hear all these bullshit excuses uh, from people because when, when they start telling me how I have to behave based on what their government told them. And so I, you know, the first couple of weeks I, I looked into it and I determined it's not a problem. So I acted accordingly and I haven't changed my life. My family hasn't changed their lives. Most of my customers, 95% of my customers haven't changed anything. There's only one of them and just in the last two weeks has started requiring masks. Nobody else has. And I've been in April, uh, Pennsylvania and New York every week in April, since April, uh, when they mandated masks. I've yet to wear a mask and nobody has said nothing to me. So question, why can't you question, question the authority, you know? Why is that so hard? It can't be that hard. It's not that hard. Well, it is hard because I've done it. It is hard because you no longer have a team to play on. And that that's kind of scary and lonely because if, if right, because see for right now, it's a lot, it's a lot easier for people to quest Democrats than Republicans. And, and some people, it's easy to question Republicans, but not Democrats. But when you get to the part where you have to question them both, that's a little scary because you're, you're kind of out on this island by yourself. But what you soon realize is that there are a lot of people out there that question both the, the Republicans and the Democrats. They are. They're just not very loud because they don't like, you know, <laughs> raising their hand and getting screeched at by these brainless robots that all they do is they're like parrots. They just repeat. They repeat what the left says. They repeat what the right says. And, and they haven't had an original thought in their head in 15 years. So. Question authority. You have to. There's no choice. You have to question it. 